0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. we the of hardest together. in the, the celebrations. I can't say myself, can I? Uh, <laughs> if... you sort of almost going to tell yourself that you're a, you're a big game player or mm-hmm. a big finals
1: player. And so somehow I thought, well, just because I play well as a 13-year-old, I would have to play well in the grand
2: final. Me and Cogs are... Good WA boys, and we, we do get a bit affectionate with each other, always giving each other kisses and stuff. Nah, not really. Just you know, a manly kiss yeah. the cheek every now and then.
1: Welcome back to the Bray and Ethan podcast, episode 36. And uh Ethan, of course, we'll start off the episode with saying congratulations to all the guests who got picked up in the
0: draft. But today. We've got someone who's returning to where it all started for him. Yeah, that's right. Pick 45 back in the twenty eleven draft. I uh, he spent almost a decade in the AFL system playing fifty-eight games for Port Adelaide and West Coast up until this year and a sign for South Fremantle for 2022. Brendan Archie, thanks so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me, boys. Love what you're doing here. It's a good Ple- time. I'm Pleasure forward
1: to it. Pleasure to have you. And uh, you recently had toe surgery, so we can't thank you enough for coming and hope that's all going well, but uh, you're a hu- You've got a. You're part of a huge family. Uh, you were born and bred in Derby before playing your junior days at Armadale and Kelmscott Junior Footy Clubs. Take us
2: back to your younger days. Yeah, nice research so far, boys. Well done. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so I was born in Derby, a uh, pretty small town, about 2,000 k's north of Perth in the Kimberleys, um, and that's where my dad grew up and his dad, and his dad. So the Archies have got a pretty um, strong connection up in Derby, and I lived there till I was about seven or eight years old. Um, And then my parents decided that um, in order for me and my my brothers, I've got five brothers. So like you said, pretty big family for us to have, you know, the best chance at succeeding and, um, you know, becoming something. um, They decided to move down to Perth, which is where mum's from. Um, And yeah, we settled up in in Armadale, Kelmscott area. And yeah, I lived there from, from seven or eight until I was 17 when I got drafted. And um yeah, been back to Derby a couple of times, it's a really good spot. Obviously massive connection with my family up there. Um and then down here as well with mum's family. So been around a bit, but yeah, that's the um that's the early childhood and that's where it got me to before I went to Adelaide. Yeah. yeah.
0: The Archie last name, give us a bit of a run on the origins.
2: Yeah, so it's um it sounds pretty pretty Asian because it is. <laughs> um, so basically my my pop's pop, so my on my dad's side, my pop's pop was um from China, a full Chinese person and he came to australia in the early 1900s with his uh with two brothers so they they came over on a boat from china and i assume would be sort of to do with the gold boom um the gold rush and there's a lot of pearl diving up in in the kimberleys as well so um there's a really large mix of aboriginal and um asian in the north of australia Um, so yeah, my pops pop came over and decided to settle up in, in Derby and set up a bakery. So he was a pretty big deal. And back in those days, you know, everyone needed their, needed their bread. So he was the man, um, and his name was, uh, was Owen Archie. And yeah, so he just happened to have a son and he had a son and he had a son and my dad had a son, had six sons. So that's where the name survived. So yeah, it's just a, it's pretty good, you know, like in terms of, um, having a story with your last name and having some sort of heritage. So um, and, you know, me and my five brothers, my older brother's got two daughters. I just had a daughter, so we we're sort of thinking maybe this is, you know, the the, the death of the last name. But luckily, <laughs> yeah. my brother Callum had a boy, and yeah. um, the name's going to live on. But, yeah, so that's just a little bit of the, uh, the yeah. name came it's about. good
0: that you know a lot about it as yeah. well, obviously. Done a bit of research.
2: Yeah, I, it's good to know where you sort of come from. Yeah. And, you know, my, my family background's pretty... Uh, all over the place. Um, so I find it really interesting to go back and you know speak to my parents and my nan and pops and and figure out and how it just all came together because it's pretty unreal when you actually put it all together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, transitioning to, through to South throw you won a Colts flag there in 2011. Um, talk us through your draft year, even your bottom age years, and uh, did you have much of an idea that Port were keen on you?
2: Yeah. So I um, I remember it was 2009 and um, I just come off the state 16s and I didn't really enjoy it. And I just didn't really like. F- that sort of footy, like the, I don't know how serious it was getting. And this yeah, is me, as like a 15 year old. Yeah, it was yeah. like, this isn't very fun. And I didn't really enjoy state 16s. And so the, the year after, so bottom age Colts, I um, I just wanted to play for Kelmscott. I wanted to play with my mates and just have fun. So I didn't really take footy too seriously in that year. And then halfway through, South Rio was sort of saying like, nah, like, come on, come down and play. And, you know, it's going to be good for you. Set yourself up for a future sort of thing. We want you, we want you at the club. So halfway through, Calum Scott and I, I played 10 games in the under 17s for them, which was good because we qualified for the finals. And we ended up winning the premiership for Callum Scott that year, so Lovely. so smart. Yep. <laughs> and then um, went down to South and played my bottom age year there. Um, took me a while to get going, but I actually had a pretty good year there. Um, I think I played maybe 11 or 12 games, had a pretty successful year, uh, and then obviously the year after we won the grand the grand final in the Colts as well with a pretty pretty stacked team, um, and that was really fun. So. I you know I really enjoyed that year. I didn't think I played that good footy. Like I was just you know um lucky. I thought I was pretty lucky to win the best and fairest. Like Hayden schleuth was a really good player with Steve verrier Shane Kirsten, some, yeah. some good boys. Yeah. um But I was really thrilled to to win the bnf and in terms of like getting drafted, you know it's sort of pretty timely because the drafts just happen and you get to see all the boys' yeah, reactions. And I legitimately didn't think I was going to get picked up. I um I remember sitting in my lounge room in Calum like, with my just my family. I didn't have any cameras there because I thought, you know, why would I have cameras? I'm not going to get picked yeah. up. It'd be super embarrassing to have a massive party and, and not get picked up. So it was just me and my, my brothers and mum and dad. And um, I was literally just sitting there watching to see where all my South Rio teammates went and yeah. where my state teammates went, just curious to see where they'd go. Um, and yeah, it was pick like 44. I can't remember who it was, um, maybe Sydney or something. And they'd do the number and quite the name. And then, yeah, pick 45 came around. It was Port Adelaide. And I'd spoken to Port. At the draft combine, I think they came around to my house. Um, and I just I remember thinking, like, wasn't getting hella good vibes from them that they wanted to have me there. It was just a pretty stock standard stock standard interview. Didn't really come away from it feeling too too positive about it. But then, um, yeah, Jeff Parker, the recruiting manager who's still at Port Adelaide, um, him and Matty Primus, you know, I'm eternally grateful for, for giving me a chance. Um, yeah, pick 45 came around and they did the old player two zero 0 whatever. Um, and then I remember yeah. just hearing Brendan... Ah, and then like my whole lounge room just like went nuts like the the reactions that you see from the boys in the draft over the last couple days it's just honestly it's the best feeling and I still remember it like still makes me really happy to look back on that and you realize that all your hard work as a kid um has paid off and you know you get to get a chance to live out your childhood dream which is not you know people not many people can be able to say they've done that so yeah that was my my sort of draft story I was super surprised really excited and then that was on I think on like Thursday, and then on the the Sunday I was on a plane to um to Adelaide. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then you know we were in preseason camp in New Zealand like two days after that, and yeah. I was rubbing shoulders with with um with AFL players. So a bit you know I felt a bit out of my depth going from bang you know 17 years old straight into a, yeah. to an AFL system. But yeah, that whole experience was um was crazy, and I loved it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you, as you said, you were 17 when you got picked up and moved away. How did you cope moving away at that age? Did you who'd you room with and or well, if you room with someone yeah no I um
2: Port Adelaide set uh, guys up with host families yeah, and okay. they like to have um, the first two years with with hosties and you live with an older player so you yeah. go a year is the first year then the second year you get to look after someone young coming through so you've always okay. got someone older to look yeah. after you um yeah I was fine moving away um looking back now I was so young like yeah. I growing up in calscott Armidale it's um it's pretty far away from everything so you know if you live in like Scarborough and Cottesloe, like in those sort of suburbs, you're really exposed to different things. Whereas in growing up in Armadale and Kelmscott, it's a bit of an island. Like I didn't have my license, so I couldn't drive anywhere. I was catching the train pretty much from Armadale to Frio, which is, you know, two train lines long. Um, I wasn't really spending any time in the city because that was like an hour train ride. The beach was like an hour away. So I was just really confined to just my friends and family in in, um, the Kelmscott area. So going from that to... In an afl system with boys that are exposed to things that most people aren't exposed to um and being 17 not turning 18 yet um i was like wow like i have (laughs) i've got so much to learn um so looking back now yes you know the draft sort of brought brought back those memories of just how young i was and how those boys would be feeling so um but yeah like it took maybe two or three years for me to sort of figure out what it sort of took and you know become a bit more mature you know getting exposed to things i've never been exposed to before but that whole transition was um was really good.
0: Yeah, so you were on the list for three years without playing a senior game, which meant a lot of time to develop in the Sandville. Surely there were times mentally, like three years is a long time, especially in AFL, where you thought you know, it wasn't going to eventuate. So describe in early 2015, that moment where you did make your AFL debut.
2: Yeah, no, nah, so it's funny because you know, a lot of boys that come into the system now that I'm a bit older are sort of like in their first year and they're like you know getting really frustrated that they're not playing. I was like, bro, I didn't play for till my fourth year. <laughs> like you could just be patient, you know, it'll yeah. it'll come, it'll come. So yeah, it, it took a while and it wasn't easy. Like I was um, you know, like you know, like you said, three three years of toiling away and, and back then those days I had to play reserves. Like I wasn't I was an AFL listed player playing in the resi. so I was so far off um playing AFL. Um and I actually remember sitting down with Ken Hinckley, my coach, in twenty I think it might have been twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fifteen, the preseason. And we, we sat in his office and he had this whiteboard and he wrote up this sort of like step ladder from where I was to get into the AFL. And, you know, I was at the bottom, I was playing resi. So it was like, you're playing reserves footy, so you're not playing league yet, so you're still ages away. And you're probably not in the in the best, consistently in the best resies players as well. So you need to go from where you are to being consistently in the best reserves players to getting your league game. So then I got, you know, ticked that off, got into the league side eventually, which was, for me, was huge. Like a lot of the yeah. times now it's, might not be as, as big for guys because a lot of AFL teams have, um, you know, uh, what's it called, affiliate sides where you yeah. play league straight away. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was massive. Like, I'm, you know, starting to earn my stripes a little bit. And then it <clears throat> went from there to, you know, you're in the probably the bottom half of the league um, best players. Now you got to start getting the top 11 of the league players. And, you know, I s- slowly started knocking that door down, knocking that door down until I was consistently one of the better league players um, in the SNFL for the Port Maggie's. And then, you know, then it was, all right, you're, knocking the door down like you're ready to play AFL so I had to go through that whole range of <clears throat> you know not, not even being ready to play a league footy in the SNFL just t- away in the resies to, to building myself up to um, you know being able to play in the AFL so when it finally came I think it was around maybe three in yeah. um, 2015 um, when Kenny you know Kenny used to go around with his, with his clipboard and tell boys you know where they were playing and it was funny because the first page of the clipboard was always the AFL team so you'd have the AFL team on his clipboard yeah. after match committee and um, on the second page was the was the reserves boys, the SNFL boys. So it was always funny, like me and a few of the other boys that never really played AFL early on. He would come around and he'd always, you'd see the AFL team and he'd lick his finger and flip it over, so you know <laughs> that you're playing SNFL that week. We used to call it Kenny's clipboard yarns. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this time he came around and he's you know he said what do you what do you notice about the front page? And I was like, well, wow, like there's there's my name. And it was um yeah, it was super super exciting. Like like I said, I had to work pretty pretty hard to get there so for me to finally get it and you know being in my fourth in my fourth season um like you said i didn't think it would ever actually eventuate so for it to finally to come around was um super i was super grateful i was super humbled and then you know just to call mum <coughs> mum and dad as well and see how much it meant to them you know um because they they thought the same thing you know they get frustrated as, as family members looking at the team every week saying i'm not in and like why 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 and they don't you know they don't understand the innings, ins, ins and outs of yeah. AFL selection and stuff. But for them, you know, for me to finally call them and um, to see their reaction to me playing was, was unreal. And um, It was sort of a bit anticlimactic because I was the sub. So <laughs> I ended up playing about <laughs> eight minutes in my first game. But we had a good win. I think we were zero and two at that stage. So my first game was a win. Um, came on and super excited. Family foot in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, i always cherish that memory as well. Was yeah. it at the G? No, or, it was at Etihad. Yeah, okay. It was at Eddie Etihad, yeah.
1: So, well Port don't even get hardly any games of the MCG. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. D- no, it was a yeah, be, yeah, But yeah, was no, it was a good win. It was a good yeah.
2: win. I it was me, Paddy Ryder, and um Nathan Cracker's first win. So obviously three yeah. brother boys playing all together, all from Perth as well. Yeah. yeah. To win w- alongside them, my first game was super special.
1: Yeah, that is uh during your days at the Power, you got the nickname Polly for being able to handball the ball
2: so far. Uh was this something you were always good at? Um yeah, Yep. Yeah. I I just remember when I was um when I was younger, my dad, because um, I was pretty tall when I was really young, probably like okay. seven, eight, nine, ten. 7, um, So I used to play ruck a lot and I was left-handed. So Aboriginal, ruckman, left-handed. Um, and my dad was a massive polypharma fan. So he thought that I was going to be similar to, to like in the way I play. So I think he might have just saw that and maybe like cultivated the handball a little bit. I don't actually know why I can do it, but I think it's just practicing. Like It's just a skill that my dad thought would be really really valuable so you know we get out of the park and we just practice and practice and um, yeah I just started to, to pick up on it and sort of just became my thing like I love to to handball the ball really fast so whenever I get an opportunity in games to to do it I love to just unleash it because I always found that it's it's way faster than dropping the ball onto your foot it's way harder to smother um, and it's just like a super quick thing to happen for me yeah. so so yeah, I don't know why it's become a skill, but I think it's just from those early days of just practicing, practicing, and my dad having an idea of his head of what I could potentially be. And unfortunately, I stopped growing when I was about 14, 15. So I've been 6'2" since I was since I was that old, and definitely didn't, wasn't going to play ruck. So that sort of went out the window. But the the handball was stuck, and yeah, it's um, yeah, one of the skills I like to 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 use whenever I can.
0: Oh. So I was, I was, was the nickname Polly, was it actually like an internal thing as well? Or was it just sort of like the media just giving you that? Yeah,
2: I'm glad you said that because no one actually called me Polly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where that's ever come from. Um, but I know where it's come from, but yeah. no one actually called me that. I think yeah. maybe um, uh, one of the coaches might have said something early days in the media, yeah. just sort of run with that. Yeah. But no one's actually called me Polly in a footy team since <laughs> I've been in the AFL. <laughs> so, Have you got a uh, record for the longest handball longest that you've ever had? Have you ever measured one? Man, I've I've actually never measured it, which yeah, is right. annoying because I was in the AFL for ten years, and like surely like one of the clubs is like, come yeah, on, exactly. let's go out and measure this thing. Yeah. yeah, I reckon I've I used to just try and do it like when doing captains' run or warm ups or whatever, and I've tried to go from the goal square, which I I don't know how many meters long is that like that's ten meters? Nine meters. Nine is meters, nine long, meters yeah. long. So I've made it from the goal square to the fifty line, so that's forty one meters, I guess, yeah. right on the edge. So that's probably I reckon forty meters is like with a nice uh, wind behind me is probably yeah. the max. Yeah, right. But I'm, I'm claiming that. So we'll say 40. We'll round it up. 40. Yeah, we'll say 40 that's a roost. Yeah. That's a roost. <laughs> um.
0: In 2017, you had arguably your best year in footy, winning uh, Port Sandville Best and Ferris. Talk us through your decision to come home. And is it true you tried to request a trade to the Gold Coast to join your brother, Callum?
2: That is true. Yeah. The year before. So 2016, I um, I sort of saw the writing on the wall in terms of the midfielders at Port. Um, I was coming into the team and... Um, I've got a few midfield games and from my own fault, I didn't perform at the level I should have to maintain that spot. And then the rest of the year when I was coming through, I was playing half forward and I sort of saw how the next year was going to eventuate. It was going to be, um, I think we just drafted Sam Power Pepper who was running amok, um, you know, a big beast yeah, coming into yeah. the into the team and he was a freak. So I was like, yep, this this guy's going to be playing a lot of senior footy. Um, and then Ollie Wines um, was just... Started to become the beast that he was, the Brownlee medal yeah. winner, obviously. Uh, and the midfield was pretty stacked. So <clears throat> I, I saw where it was going. So I thought I'd get on the front foot. Um, and at that stage, I think Gary Ablett finished up at Gold Coast. I think Dion Prestia left.
0: O'Meara um, as well. Yeah, yeah, O'Meara
2: left. So in my head, um, obviously my brother being from Perth, um, a high draft pick, being at the Gold Coast Suns, m- losing midfielders, me being 22, still reasonably young. Um, In my head, it made sense to try and go up there. One, because they need a ready mid. And two, because it would help my brother want to stay in Queensland if he's got his older brother there, you know? Like a lot of players want to go home when their contracts run out. So in my head, it made a lot of sense. So speaking to my manager about that, he's like, yeah, we'll see what we can get done. Um, But it just never got across the line, so... Um, and Callum's gone to Brisbane, so yep. there you go. <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> Could that. have potentially get you there. No, nah, it's all good that um, you know everything everything happens for a reason and then, like you said, 2017 was was a, probably my most enjoyable year out of the ten years I've had and I only played five AFL games, so I just loved the what the Port Adelaide Maggies were all about. Um, you know it's it's weird because I played at Port Adelaide, the AFL team and West Coast, the AFL team, but I guess in terms of a team, the one I felt, most belonged to and I most loved was probably that SANFL team just with the the boys that I played alongside with. Um, You know, I played in two grand finals, lost one by three points and one by one point. So, you know, I really regret not being able to have, you know, those premiership reunions with that group of boys that I played with. Um, But yeah, it was definitely my most enjoyable year. Um, I just loved playing footy that year I think the weight was off my shoulders I knew it was going to be hard like I said I knew 2017 was going to be tough to, to play AFL so I almost just took that off my mind and just wanted to play for fun and just see what I could do and I had a really enjoyable year I played, had a pretty successful year um, and I think all those you know my parents moved over as well um, so having my family there having a team that I love to play with being free of all that pressure of AFL selection um, you know culminated in me having a pretty good season yep. and then Getting, you know, from that good season, I managed to get traded back to West Coast and being back with my my family back here for an extended my AFL career for another four years. So, you know, it's funny how all these little things add up to, um, to get me to where I am today. And, you know, I'm really grateful that West Coast took me on.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So in 2018, you made the move over to West Coast. You made your debut pretty early on and you were the emergency for the uh, final series. So run us through that year. And, of course, watching the boys win a pretty special premiership.
2: Yeah, so... Coming across straight away, I just wanted to, one, earn earn the respect and get to know the team I was going to be a part of, uh, and two, just carry that momentum that I felt that I built built in 2017, um, and I felt right at the end of pre-season, I was starting to do, to do both those things. I thought I was training really well, and um, I thought I was fitting in okay at the team, which was you know probably the most important thing, and then um, I remember it was the JLT against Port Adelaide, yeah, my, my old side, and... Um, end up doing my syndesmosis um in a tackle i got rolled my ankle and i think i ended up missing missing maybe 10 to 12 weeks which was really frustrating um considering i had built that momentum and was thought i was ready to go but then yeah, i got back in eventually and i think i played you know just under just like a handful of games early on and uh, towards the mid part of the year and then played a couple later on um and this is when West Coast was like running a marker where we were just winning. Like we had the round one game against Sydney and then after that it was yeah. just like this team is insane. <laughs> like, it was like 10 we'll, on the trot. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are so good. I just thought like the stars we had in that team was just, it was crazy. So, and you have the players but there was just this like thing underneath you could sort of sense it as a player. There was just something special that was brewing um, and you could see it going pretty far. So, just the way that the whole, the whole season felt was, yeah, you knew something was, was coming and then um, the prelim against Melbourne, I think we smashed them. And I was like, yeah, like, this is insane. We're going to the granny. Like, you know, my first first year at this, at this team, we're going to a premiership. How exciting is this? Um, and I, I didn't think I was going to get into the team at any stage. Um, I thought I was probably going to be emergency, which I was. But even just being the emergency, you still get to be a part of, of the build-up. Like I was over there in the squad of 25. I think it was me, Ozzy Allen, Braden Ainsworth and Jackson Nelson maybe were the four the four emergencies squad of yeah. 26 um so yeah we got to be a part of all the sell- all, all the all the build up the parade it was like we were sitting in the back of the back car like we're not playing but we're just here waving to the crowd yeah. like no one really cares about us um and then obviously the, the the game day being there watching that as soon as the sign went we were up in like the second or third tier at the MCG and as soon as the sign went all of us boys that weren't playing just sprinted down up the race onto the ground like just yeah. soaked it all up it was it was crazy um so, like, for those boys that played on that day, like, that's the ultimate, you know. Like, they've got that forever now. Like, they've, they've literally done something with their lives they can carry on forever. So, for me, watching that, it was pretty hard. Like, to yeah. see them knowing that they've just done, like, accomplished something that they're going to be able to carry forever. Plus, you know, the 10-year reunions, the 20-year reunions yeah. they have gone down in the history books. So, to watch that was, was pretty hard. But I think that the feeling of joy was, it trumped that, you know. Like, yeah, I was more sure. happy just to be a part of everything and for the boys that had done that it was um it was crazy so yeah yeah it was really enjoyable
0: and uh in 20 2019 you were delisted and then re-rookied can you give us a bit of an insight to signing 9 1 year contracts like what's yeah. it like yeah it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> no
2: it's 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 not like i had um had much of a choice like we spoke about the first 3 years you know i could it wasn't playing, i was playing resi's, so you get your first two-year contract as a 18-year-old, and then I finished that. I was, I think I might have played my league in my sec- second year, maybe my league uh, SNFL debut, yeah. um, and then that was just like I said, I was building, I was building, and then I was lucky enough to get another year. So then I, my fourth year, I started playing, and then there was actually a clause in my contract after that where I, if I played a certain amount of games, I got another contract. So I don't really know if that counts as a two-year contract, but I signed a one-year with a clause. Um, but I mean, it was just it was just part of my journey and like like I, it could have been over after two like really i could have been yeah. finished after two years it would have been no one would have batted it than i it would have been like yeah like he didn't come on like we thought he would and um i was just really lucky that i had coaches and um list managers that could see some potential in me that they wanted to try and get the best out of so um yeah for those coaches and recruiting uh, list managers i'm super grateful because you know like 10 years i you know, as i get older i'll probably look back and like realize how hard that actually is but for me to get 10 years um you know if you told me that as it says a 17 year old on draft day that you're going to be in the system for 10 years and come out of it with a wife and kid and some super like um you know life-changing memories and experiences i would have been like wow you know i'll take that in a heartbeat so i'm very grateful for my career even though it was um you know living on the edge in terms of contracts with one years um you know it's Still one year, so yeah, mm, yeah. Well. No, I'm very grateful for how my, my journey all panned out.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you've always been a bit of a high flyer, and earlier in the year, you took an absolute screamer out here, uh, the back of mm. Lead of Oval on Jordan Lockie's head, who was uh in the studio <laughs> with us only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry, Locks. Uh, so we've got actually got the audio here, close to the men on the mark, a worry. He gives it a fair ride, it's gonna fall just short. Oh.
2: just lost 5k. <laughs> you knew he was going to do it at this level. Absolute hanger. Commentary's gold. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? Is, so Thump, yep. Steve Bandy and Goss who commentate, they said that. I've taken it out of Vardy's hands because Nathan Vardy took <laughs> yeah. a pretty nice hanging against yep. Claremont, I think. We took two, but yeah, one of them was, was pretty sick. And um, <laughs> the waffle put up like a, um, a vote like who deserves to like win it yeah and me and vards i reckon got like five percent and six percent of the votes <laughs> like no one gave us anything so i didn't take anything out of vards's hands we were both finished bottom two
0: <laughs> so yeah. but yeah that no, was a pretty funny Do you second. reckon that's better than the one that you took at south ferro
2: um nah i reckon that south Freo one was pretty good yeah. it's sort of annoying as well because the the footage of the um the one i took here is sort of it's not really like clear like it's hard to yeah, explain like the, the person that was filming looked at the person having a set shot I think it was Kieran Hug and then went to like the middle of the, the 50 just yeah, outside awkward. the goal square and then went back yeah. so I didn't actually see it close up um, but the South Rear one, far wings, um, that was that was pretty nice. So, yeah, yeah. against before, the old mob.
1: Yeah, before we move on, the uh, kick after that hangar, <laughs> the commentary is gold.
2: Oh, Archie, with the left foot. Oh, feet. no. Oh, dear. Oh, he's bellied it. The oh, shot's dear. An absolute Barry Crocker. Oh, oh, dear.
1: That's brought you down from Clown Nine a bit. Here it is. Absolute Barry Crocker. Thanks, <laughs> Dom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was actually really funny because before, before games, I like to go out and just do like, a couple of like bananas and check sides and stuff from the pocket. Yeah. Um, and... I took it and I was like literally thinking in my head do I go like a left foot snap here or do I go the right foot check because I was hitting him not bad on the right foot before the game I was like no nah, no nah, I'll do like the the, Jay, the Josh Kennedy thing and just go the left foot you yeah. know like just the stock standard bread and butter and I could not have hit it any more in the middle and it went
0: sailing straight in the air yeah. uh, happens well, happens sometimes yeah. um, I imagine you would have probably left on you know good terms this year, but did you see the the delisting coming? Because as you said before, you know you're still 27, um, and the year p- prior in 2020 you were consistently in the West Coast team each week. So
2: yeah, oh, I've been thinking I was going to get delisted for nine years.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, you did say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I um, but this this year, like, there's always been like a little bit of an inkling that I'll be okay for the next year. Um, but this year, I definitely knew early on was going to be my last. I think I only played nine games. I was pretty bad with injuries this year, which was unfortunate because I would have liked it just to play footy. Um, I think the last game I played was against North Melbourne um, when I broke my finger. So I didn't get to finish playing either at the Waffle with, my, with the teammates. So I would have yeah. liked to have that last game. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw it coming. And like you said, the year before, um, it was really good to play that many games and um, because the most I ever played, I think, was 11 maybe in a year. Um, and I'd never played more than four in a row up until that point, like four AFL games yeah. in a row. So the year before, 2020, was um was interesting because I played mostly half four and I had to basically like just change how I played footy really, like to try and emulate Jamie Cripps, who's probably one of the best in the whole whole business that does what he does, largely unrewarded. I love talking about the guys that play half four because I consider it the – the hardest position to play in the AFL and if you can do it like Jamie does, then you're doing something very yeah. right. So yeah. um, I had to try and emulate his sort of role. And that, that's the only reason I was playing was cause I was just trying to play my role. I wasn't really doing anything too special. Um, it was just a role, there was a role that was there. Um, and I sort of had to change my body and how I played to do that. And it wasn't the funnest thing in the world, that role, but I was playing AFL games. So that was sweet. Um, but like, like I said, I wasn't setting the world on fire. So going into the preseason for twenty twenty one, sort of thought it would be pretty pretty tough to to get another another year. So I was sort of new in in my own in my own self that this is probably going to be the last year. So I just tried to in, just enjoy it as much as possible. It was just unfortunate that I was injured so much. But yeah, I was ready
1: for it. Yeah. Did you feel robbed in a way because West Coast have so many players who can play that high half forward role like you? So. It felt like as as though there was always like
2: someone missing out. Um, in terms of like, there's not enough positions for those all those boys to yeah, play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's okay. I mean, I I, I had my chance. I, I've been in the system for what nine seasons up until that point. So you know, it's always you know the competitor in you wants to play every week AFL and be the best. But at the same time, like I want the team to do well. So if there's a young bloke coming through like a Connor West who's earned it, then it's it's fine. Like oh yeah. that. Especially with the season just gone, I was I was fine with it. I was okay. Like I'd done my thing, um, and I was just ready for the young boys to do their thing. Um and I just wanted to enjoy it as much as possible, but I just didn't play much footy, so I couldn't really do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, we haven't asked this question to a guest in a while, but throughout your AFL career, did you cop any memorable sprays from Ken Hinckley, Simo, or anyone else? Simo's not much of
2: well, I've never caught one from Simo. Um he's not much of a spray, he's pretty level headed. Mm. Kenny I've copped, I copped a couple from yeah, can't imagine. <laughs> that I can't really repeat, yeah. <laughs> but you, you can sort of tell like Kenny's got that look in his eye. He you does, know yeah. that he's and yeah, he's a he's pretty emotional. I think he, I don't know what he's like now, but I think he's toned it down a little bit because Port have been flying the last couple of years, just yeah. sort of fell over at the last hurdle. But yeah. back in the the early days um, when he first took over and Port needed a massive culture change, he was um, <laughs> he was pretty intimidating. So yeah. I definitely copped a, a, a few from him, but. Unfortunately I can't repeat what he said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, it's fair
2: enough. <laughs> um, I'm sure there would have been
1: heaps of offers from Waffle Clubs and potentially even some AFL clubs after uh, the delistment
2: last year. Uh, what made you come back to South Freo and how excited are you for the next couple of years? I'm so excited, man. Like <clears throat> it's just the AFL's um it's awesome, mate. Like, it's a great job, but it's just there's all this it's depends on the person as well, but like, there's a lot of pressure, like, Yeah. and you have to sort of play a certain way. Um, and I've always wanted to play in the midfield and just <clears throat> like in 2017, that's what I was doing in the S A N F L with the maggies was just playing in the midfield and doing my thing there and resting forward and just trying to kick some snags and take hangers, which is what footy is for me. Yeah. Like it's fun. Whereas the AFL, it's such a, you know, It's the elite, it's the best yeah. of the best, so you can't just go out there and do what you want, you have to play yeah. a role, you have to have 18 players on the field doing what they're supposed to do, and that's what makes Premiership teams. So, um, Like I said, playing half forward and stuff wasn't really what I enjoyed doing, but it's what I had to do for the role. So in terms of me going back to Waffle, it feels like I'm going back to how I was in 2017, just having that pressure off, just releasing the shackles. And I just want to, you know, I had, I had meetings with a few, a few clubs, but sitting down with with TC, Todd Curley, and speaking about how he sort of saw me playing. He said, mate, like, I just want you to have fun and just, you know, bring what you can bring. So more than anything, I'm just excited to go back. And obviously, this is back to where I started. Um, played all my Colts there. But just to go back to, you know, just being able to just to play footy and have fun and just be like that 17-year-old again and just, you know, do the, do the things that I consider fun, which is just the midfield stuff, con- contested work, clearance work, setting people up and then going forward. And yeah, like I said, trying to do some pretty cool things around the goals or in the air. So I've got the license to hopefully do that next year. And I just, I just can't wait. And hopefully, you know, South Rio's what six of the last six from six prelims. I think they've made like they're unreal culture and, you know, sustained success. Like, like I said, you know, the West coast boys have 2018 forever. um, The premiership, I want to have something like that as well. So I want to go back to South Rio and I want to win, you know, one, two, three, four grand finals and have that, you know, that's my stamp on footies. Yeah. Like I'm a premiership player, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah.
0: And going back to the thing, like you said about the AFL environment, because like everyone thinks about the games on the weekend, but that's only two hours of, of your week. What's it like sort of during the week going to a football club? Because, you know, you spend more time at the club during the day than you do on a weekend of playing. So what's it like in terms of like a job sense being at the club during the week? Yeah, it is. It's like
2: it's like a nine to five, um, five days a week. So, but it's 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 the best. Like it was. It, it's going to be interesting because I've been on holidays now. Like I've been off since I got delisted. I just I'm hopefully going to start work in, in January and footy training starts next week. So I've had a good block where I've just been like loving life and just doing yeah. what I want to do, which I couldn't really do as an AFL player. Um, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how much the dynamic changes when I'm working that nine to five in an office or whatever yeah. I might be doing in January. Um, but the AFL lifestyles, it's awesome. Like you just get to go, like, like I said, I was living my childhood dream. Like since I was seven years old, all I wanted to do was play AFL. So I was living that for 10 years and going into the club, hanging out with, you know, 43, 44 different personalities who all come together from different walks of life to try and, you know, do accomplish something together in that two hours you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's just like the most unique lifestyle, um, that I, that that that's out there so for me to be able to experience that and you know meet so many different people and so many different personalities and have so many different experiences with with those people for the last 10 years um was awesome and I I always be grateful for that but um yeah on to the next thing now yeah
0: yeah for sure um in terms of outside of footy. Uh said you know you're looking to work in sort of January but we know you've done a lot of work in the indigenous sort of space in the community and also love your music. Uh what what have you been getting up, up to off the field apart from just holidaying? <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, alongside the AFL stuff, I've
2: always done a lot of stuff in the aboriginal space, especially with um young 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 people, so um I'm su- I'm super passionate about Um, Aboriginal people learning their who they are, where they belong, who they belong to, so that, you know, when they get older, they're able to pass that knowledge down to their kids and the knowledge is never lost. Because I went out, I'm lucky because my parents are very curious and they know a lot about where they're from and who they are. So they've passed it down to me and I've gone out on my own journey and, you know, like I said, asked about, that's why I know so much about my family stories because I've gone to speak to those people to find out about it. Um, so I want young Aboriginal kids to do the same thing. And I want, you know, Aboriginal people to be super successful. Um, those kids, I want them to realize that their potentials, you know, limitless. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they just need, um, some some kids just need a little bit of extra motivation or someone to talk to or anything like that so they can, you know, finally realize that. So that's what I'm super passionate about. And um, hopefully I can start doing some work on that in January, yeah. which I'm super yeah. excited about um but yeah other than that like music's been my, my massive love as well um especially i know gu- i saw a video yeah a little piano, bit man yeah, yeah. pianos I, I've, so i play guitar um that's my instrument of choice and i love it i love music um pretty musical family um or i got a guitar when i was like 10 years old for christmas and i've just like never looked back i love it it's my my outlet it's what yeah. i like to do you know like through my teenage years i'll just like lock myself in my room and just play guitar for for hours and you sort of lose yourself and that's paying, you know, pay dividends now because it's a passion I have and I like to do it and experiment with different things. Um, then I tried to learn piano. And man, that is just like impossible. <laughs> <So> hard, <laughs> like, eh? Super yeah. hard. But yeah, I just love music. Um, so that's my little outlet. It's my little hobby. Um, my brother, Callum, who plays for Brisbane out in Queensland, he's got like a really nice voice like he can sing yeah. so i'm sure like, of course he has like he's got everything else you know like, <laughs> of course he can sing uh, and i wish i could sing because i just love like music but i can't like i've got the worst boys so we you know when we get together um true and my other brother plays drums um jacob my brother who plays for east frio he's on the bass so like, occasionally when we have it we all get to- together which is pretty rare these days um we'll put on a little jam session and have some fun because yeah. yeah there's nothing like it. it's yeah music's sweet yeah
1: bloody oath uh we'll move to the uh Q and A's from the Instagram. I'll uh, we'll kick things off with PAFC jerseys. What was your favorite jersey design design you played
2: in? Wow. Cool. Yeah, there's there's heaps. Um the most special one was well actually I didn't play in it, so I don't know if that counts, but my mum designed <laughs> the original um jumper for Port Adelaide in 20 I think it might have been 2015, 2014 maybe. Um, so to see the boys run out and design that my mum did, that was super yeah. special. That was in Alice Springs against Melbourne, I think. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and probably the, my other favorite one would be the indigenous jumper for 2017 that Nathan Cracker and some other people designed cause it was, so 1967 was the, <coughs> the referendum. It was the 50 year anniversary yeah. and I, I just love the way it looked and we, um, we played out at Geelong. And I think I think we lost, but I actually played in that game, and I just love the way that that jumper looked. Um, and yeah, I think that would probably be my two favourites. I reckon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Will Martin thoughts on the new draftees for the Eagles? If you've had a chance to look at them, or
2: <laughs> did you see the jumper that they gave to um? Oh yeah, Cameron <laughs> Chesser. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Sorry. man, what a stitcher. Um, he looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. I, I, I don't. I'm not too invested in. I don't know much about them. Like, all I've seen yeah. is the their names, really. But I like that. Um, he looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, yeah, I think he spoke really well. Seems like a pretty mature sort of guy. Um, and I think we drafted some locals, some local talent. Yeah. And I'm really happy for um, Clark to get his chance as well. Yeah, like, definitely. He's been dominant in the waffle for yeah. so long. And uh, it's just like, you know, it's, like, it's like a Tim Kelly or a Marlon Pickett. Like, these boys can play. Like, just give him a chance. So I'm glad that West Coast was brave enough to to pick up a mature age and he's going to be ready to go round one so I don't see why you wouldn't pick someone like him up so best of luck to all of them
1: yeah Yeah, very good pick Uh, I think it's Crystal Lou I think it is uh, most memorable game you played
2: most memorable Um, probably I think it's like it's probably not exciting but it's the 2017 SANFL grand final Uh, it's not an AFL game but just in terms of my journey and that that whole year to get to the grand final, um, it was at Adelaide Oval. Like we had like 40,000, 45,000 yeah, people right. there. Like Adla- people go nuts in their SFL for first NFL footy. Adelaide Oval gets packed out. We'd love to see the Waffle start to get that sort of yeah. attendance. Um, but yeah, it was it was the the build up to that. It was the fact that I felt like I was a mass. Like I just love the team. Um, and to go out there and um, you know I, I sort of knew it was gonna be my last game as a Port Adelaide player. So there was like the emotion attached to it. I mean, lost by a point, like in a grand final. Yeah. So it was like a good game to watch. Um, obviously it would have been better if we won, but to, um, to lose by a point that whole year, the build buildup um, and then having my family there, like everything was just really special for that game. So I really enjoyed that one. And obviously my, my first game, even though it was sub, <laughs> played eight minutes yeah, yeah. to get that finally, like I spoke about before yeah. to finally play that was, um was awesome as well. I'm sure there's more, but off the top of my head, I can't really.
0: Definitely not the last game though. That loss to to North would be uh definitely that would be hard would have been pretty hard the loss to North when you broke your finger. That oh sorry would, yeah, yeah my last game there. yeah sorry I threw something my first yeah. game
2: the, when I was up no no um
0: yeah yeah that was that was annoying
2: that was it it's not a re- it's really like just a fizzle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the end of my career um but yeah like that's yeah I would have loved to have just played one more game um as a West Coast player but that's just how it goes sometimes.
1: Out of curiosity, you still follow the Sandfall?
2: Um, oh, not as, not as much. There's been a bit of turnover in terms of, cause Port Adelaide's aligned with Port yeah. in their SANFL. So like the first couple of years when I was gone, there was still that, you know, a lot of boys that, boys that I played with that are still, still there. Bad. Whereas now it's been four, five years or whatever it yeah. is. I don't know as many players there, but I still have a massive soft spot for the Port Maggies. Like I said, it's probably the team I felt like I most belonged to yep. throughout my whole career. So, um, their SANFL comp's really good though. It's pretty strong. Yeah. So yeah. Looking forward to hopefully getting that in the South Rio next year as well.
0: Uh this one's from Lily Marshall. i described describe the culture of the Eagles in three words. If you can Whoa. Um The culture. Yep. Family, friends, flags. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> just the trademark, just roll it off. Um
2: No, nah, I think it's uh it's one of it's like one of success. Obviously the club the club is so big. Like yeah. West Coast is just massive. Coming from Port, who's the probably not anymore, but when I was there, they were like the little brother in Adelaide. Yeah. Um to the Crows, obviously. Sort of what it's like here a little bit with West Coast and Frio. Yeah. Um to go from there to seeing how big West Coast is, it's just like a this thing's a beast. Like this yeah. club is just massive. So successful. Um oh, yeah, it, it is a bit like the friends and family sort of thing. is like cheesy as, as it is to say, like, that's what it's like. Like I spoke yeah. about with the lifestyle you go there, you know, just hanging out with, with boys every day. Um, it's awesome. So, yeah, I'll yeah.
0: <laughs> I have to go with friends, family, play. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go it, it
2: It is a pretty good family club from,
1: from you, what, what we can say from the outside because just about everyone's got kids. And oh, yeah, the, the it's of, always the family days. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. So. The
2: amount of like, the amount of dads there is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's good because the club realizes that like a lot of yeah. like they put family first, which is super cool. And it was good for me this year as well. Cause I had my daughter Lainey um, and I got to, you know, they were like, yeah, just go hang out with your family. It's okay. Yeah. You can do your weights early and go, like they're really flexible with that stuff. They yeah, want right. people to be, to be happy. So it's a very caring, loving culture, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carl,
1: Carl, no, Cale Limmel, I think it is three, one, six favorite part of being an AFL footballer. And why do you love footy?
0: The hangers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I love footy because, just because of the sport, like it's a, it's a fun sport. And, you know, when, when you're able to, so footy's my passion. It always has been since I was a kid and I love it. So to be able to be sometimes good at what you love, yeah. like when you're in that zone, it's like, there's nothing better. Like when you're playing good footy, it's like, you know, I'm, this is the thing I love and I'm, I'm good at it, you know, like, and yeah. that's what I love about footy is when you're in those zones. And you can just, you know, it's just like a way of expressing. You go out there, there's, what, 36 people on a field. And sometimes you feel like you can just, you can do anything. It's like, you know, it's like art sometimes. So that's why I love footy. <clears throat> it's The seven, seven, eight-year-old in me just loves the sport, like the sport for what it is. Um, and what was the first part of the question?
1: Uh, favorite part of being an athlete for football. Just that, probably.
2: Yeah, it's just playing, like playing footy for a living. Like, yeah you know, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> like I get yeah, to do what I wanted to do when I was seven years old. Well, I did. I got to do what I wanted to do when I was seven years old for 10 years. So, you know, for me to be able to, to do that is, um, you know, seven-year-old me would be going crazy over what i am done. Is there any
0: stories of like you going out and getting like, I don't know, harassed by like people in public or just like asking for like, photos and you know when you're not when you're like just trying to relax that sort of thing oh like, we're well, talking off air about nick now is yeah, like yeah. that for you?
2: oh man no nah, nowhere we're near that level no one really wants to get photos with a half forward fringe player <laughs> <laughs> so oh like a little bit like i actually got more love like i went out with my two brothers um well, I was talking about trying to get in Henry Summer, but the yeah, line yep. was ridiculously long. <laughs> I ended up going somewhere else. I was
0: getting more love then. And I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been delisted. I wasn't getting that much love in the last four years. Yeah, so when you got delisted, was there like heaps of Eagles fans reaching out or anything?
2: Um. Oh, not so much, man. Like, like I don't have social media. Yeah. Like,
0: I, know, I, I do, but it's like tucked away, pretty private. Yeah.
2: So people can't really um, contact me. But, you know, I've said my goodbyes on Twitter and stuff. And, you know, I felt the love. Like, I feel the love. So yeah. definitely not the... So, sort of player that would go out like a Nick Nat or, a, you know, Jeremy McGovern and just get, you know, people want photos. Yeah. Like, and that's pretty good sometimes. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah I, I can just that. go, you know, <laughs> just you sort it. of fly under the radar and, you know, just be myself, like be a footy player and still enjoy the little things in life as well. Yeah. So, I was, yeah, that's it's cool. actually not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one is from the same person. Uh, go to midnight snack. Oh, what's my go to yeah. midnight
2: snack? Midnight snack. Oh. Man, you know, it's been so bad, like Uber Eats is just so <laughs> dangerous, man. Like it's funny because like with my daughter, we've got like this massive routine now. It's like six thirty, like six o'clock start cooking dinner, six thirty, Lainey, my daughter starts eating. Seven o'clock, she's having her bath and she's in bed by seven thirty, so that me and my wife get the seven thirty to ten thirty block to like yeah. just do whatever, like catch up on shows or whatever. Yeah. And um it always gets to like eight thirty-nine and I'm just like Uber Eats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you want to get so I've been smashing we get couch food from like BP so BP like they just yeah. send like it's just it's the connoisseur cookies and cream and like a box of Tim Tams and you just like combine them and that's just it's bad but that's what I love it's so good that's what about
0: you obviously the, the Eagles are about Hungry Jacks uh, <laughs> <And laughs> that you are ever those hungry, ads you see those ads with like Jack J.K. Darley, Jack oh, man, it's
2: so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Um, there's a Hungry Jacks literally around the corner. I, I live in Lafayette and there's a Hungry Jacks like on, literally around the corner. So, yeah. if we're ever like can't we really bother cooking or like feeling like a little little treat, then yeah, you know I'm going through the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Matthew Sullivan, 02, favourite person at West Coast. This could be uh, controversial.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Favourite person. We'll go with a player. Um, my favourite person, favourite player. I'll give you. I'll give you a top top three of blokes that yep. I love. So, uh, Tommy Cole. Yep, yeah, legend. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, Cole is just he's a king. He's like ball of energy. Like up for anything. Like one of the least judgmental people. Just loves having a good time. Um, and I think he's going to be really important going forward for West Coast in terms of that culture stuff we were speaking about before. He's a massive yep. part of that. Um, Dougie, <laughs> yep. everyone loves Dougie. He's yeah, the nice, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah, um, and he just, he just gets. He's just a, just a great fella. Yeah. Um, and probably Jack Redden. Yep. Just because it's funny because like cause west like I said West Coast is a massive massive club, and the stars there are like rock stars, superstars, and it's just funny because Redo just doesn't care, and he'll just like he literally just brings everyone down, to like back to back to earth. Like he just doesn't care yeah. for that stuff he's always taking the piss out of everyone he's one of the funniest guys so yep. Colby Dougie Redo, top yep. three there you
0: go Nice. Uh, so we've got a couple more that's come through oh, late right? uh, first one's from Maloky TMS uh, how much I'm trying to read it it doesn't really make sense how much for you to get a mullet how
2: much money uh, yeah
0: I'm assuming so well
2: oh, I need to know how much he's willing to pay Yeah, <laughs> like man I'm going I'm genuinely going bored so if I'm getting money for growing air I might as well just do it but yeah. whatever <laughs> I'll grow
0: it out my last hurrah anyway and this one's from Matt's private 08 tragic East Freo fan did East Freo give you an offer?
2: Uh, no no they didn't actually um, I think they probably knew that I wouldn't go obviously yeah. with the South Freo connection it was, was funny because my brother is at East Freo um, the one the brother between me and Callum plays for Eastria. fits up Fins up, <laughs> <The> fins <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so yeah they, they, they never reached out um, but I think it probably because they knew I was going to go yep. somewhere else anyway yep uh,
1: that concludes that part of the show the Instagram q and now we've moved the quiz now we've removed all the uh, guys who are in the draft so we've got six we'll say mature age guys on here uh, Xavier Ellis up the top on 11.5 so he could win another six pack uh, Brandon Matera, 11 Corey Yo 10 Connor West, 10 uh, Liam Duggan, 9 and Jay Van Berlo down on 5 so <laughs> okay. let's just say above right. above uh, 5 you'll be living it yeah, surely so question number 1 what is your listed height uh, on the waffle website in centimetres? on
2: the waffle I website? I think it's
0: just, it was the same on the waffle Wikipedia and oh, everywhere okay. so.
2: well I'm going to have to go 188 that's what I am Everywhere else. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's it got me as? Uh, eighty nine. <sighs> I'll I'm take
1: sorry.
0: that. I like that though. Hey, I want to actually a, yeah, a little bit taller. Can't off, to a st- off to a good to a good start. <laughs> uh, number two. In the COVID interrupted twenty twenty, how many AFL games of a possible eighteen did you play? Uh possible eighteen. Um fifteen. <laughs> oh,
2: shit. Sixteen. <laughs>
1: one off again
2: yeah nice not bad can't complain Uh,
1: number three you got three Brownlow votes one game in your career Uh, who was this against and in what round and
2: uh, for a bonus point oh it's a bonus point okay it was against the Giants GWS yep round I reckon it was the third last game of the year so I'm going to say round 20
1: yeah. I yeah, back point. On two, yeah. there you go. I just
0: realised in the first one we didn't put the weight, so we might have to come back to that later. Because oh, okay. usually we do the height and weight, and must have forgotten it. Okay. So it could be. Yeah, because I, I was waiting. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Just done, so the right. Right. This was done very late, by yeah. the way. Right. Um, okay. we're up to number four. Uh, how many goals did you kick in your AFL career? Um. Uh, thirty-one.
2: Yes. And there you go. Three from
1: four. Question number five. What was uh, your most amount of disposals in an AFL game and a bonus point for what year it was? Hmm. All right. Well,
2: it'd be... See, it's good because I don't have many AFL games. So I can I think I can remember them. I think it was 27 against the Hawks in 2017.
1: Well, you got the bonus point right, but 26... Oh. That's what we have. <laughs> yeah, well, you Overshot myself. Yeah, so right. we'll give you a point. Just get. yeah. Okay. yeah just go. one point. Uh so that takes us to
0: four? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yep. four. Uh so number six. Uh during your AFL career there was only one year where you reached at least ten goal assists in a year. What year was this in? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> goal assists. <laughs> so every year apart from this year you got under ten. Okay.
2: Dude, so we'll, well, I've got what six years to work with you. One in six chance. Um, sorry. What? So I had more than ten goal assists. Well, 10. or 10 I more. had ten. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I had to play uh, twenty sixteen. Oh yeah. I think it is too. <laughs> yes. Five from six. He's equal Javi. Right. Yeah, yeah. you
1: started off dodgy, yeah, I did. I and then now way. you're just building it back nicely. Uh, question number seven. How many other South Fremantle players were drafted in 2011 and a bonus point if you can name them all.
2: Uh, Alright, well, I'll we'll try and name them, then I'll add them up. So, is this including... Is Those, it others? That doesn't have to include oh, you. Ah, well, there was... Shane Kirsten. Steve Verrier. Hayden Sleuth. Um, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh Bootsma. This is in the 2011 draft, day. Yeah. Right? Is, is that it? Four. four. Yep. Yeah, so four it
1: is. There <laughs> you go. Bonus points. So we're up to eight now, aren't we? Or six? No. Yeah, we are. We're on yeah. eight. Yeah,
0: so Beautiful. four there. Yeah. So. Yes.
1: Exactly. So
2: question number eight. I didn't even realise
0: Boots was from Boots. Well, so, yeah, 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 I almost forgot Boots. Yeah. yeah. He, went, he was like pick 20-something. Yeah. yeah. Carlton, Yeah. Okay, number... Eight. <laughs> how many West Coast players have worn the number 41 more times than you did? Probably probably all of them. <laughs> 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 all right, well, stakes. So, staker. Uh,
2: strike. Oh, how much did he play? Um, so, how many players wore it more than yeah, I did? You don't have to yeah. name how many they did. It's okay, just yeah. how many. Uh, two.
0: <laughs> it was just the one. It was stakes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's quite... So, so yeah, I was, nah, it's <laughs> right. it's, There wasn't many others that were like played many games. It's, it's not 41. really a sought after number is it? Yeah. You you wore that that port, didn't you? So yeah. did you just choose that when you came over to West Coast or
2: Well, so when was I was growing up, I had a, a thing with numbers that added up to 5. So when I played basketball, oh. I was number 5, and when I played footy, I was always number 23. So I just liked numbers yeah, that added oh. up to so 5, 14, 23, 32. And when I got drafted to Port, there wasn't any other number that added up to 5 except 41 so I was like yeah I'll just take that and then when I came back it was available as well so I was like sweet 41. 41 and I'm actually I don't, I don't know what number I'm going to wear at South oh, Rio next year either ask that <laughs> just then <laughs> yeah I think 41 is available but it's like I might have to I think it's flogging a dead horse I might have to move on <laughs> to
1: something new uh, question number 9 uh, what was your what was your winning percentage was your winning percentage higher at West Coast or Port and a bonus point if you can
0: name the difference <laughs> we'll give you a a clue because it's yeah, can't really expect you to get the difference. Well, but we'll
2: I think that eels won more games, so I'm gonna to have to say that oh, my percentage was better at West Coast. Yep. Now, Port, I reckon I still won more than I lost. So after the guess, the difference so, uh, in percentage. Yeah, I've so got the mate. The I, reckon,
0: I reckon. what we'll do is we'll you will give you the difference percentage, but you have got to name the percentages. Oh yeah. Each okay. One. So it's two oh, percent difference. Yeah. All right. Pretty
2: close. I want to go with um fifty eight and sixty. <laughs> is that close?
1: Yeah, sixty one and
2: fifty nine. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I thought it was about a six out of ten. I yeah. was going for that sixty. percent Before
0: we do the who am I, which is the last bit, which you can get a max of five points. We'll we'll come back to the first one because we didn't put it in. We usually do. Um, this is for half a point. Yeah. We'll, we'll, half a point. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, so. I'm on the Eagles website right now, so it's official. Yeah. What is your listed weight? So is this is this the last question? No, nah, so this no, was the in the level. first one. Ah, okay. We usually do you know how we yeah, set the yeah, height, yeah, we yeah. usually put them in weight the same way. Well. Yeah. So
2: what's my running what's my total here? What, what's my score? No one. Okay.
0: So you're equal with Doug. Doug, yeah.
2: Alright. Um, wait. Well, my playing weight since I started in twenty what, fourteen, fifteen was eighty eight, so I'm gonna have to go with eighty eight.
1: Yes. I mean, there you just, go. Know, just know yeah. the body. <laughs> Got it. Now that who am I question? Possible so, five points here. Yeah, you can, for one so, question. Yeah. So
0: how this will work, so it's we'll start with the birthday and we won't read out any more than that. Yep. You can have as many <laughs> guesses as you want, just throw them out there. Yeah. Um and then the further we go down the list, we'll reveal more, but the less, less points we'll figure yeah, yeah. So, yep. get, get so do I get
2: one guess per... So you said, just keep going. Yeah, there's well. no... And is this Who Am I, like a footy player? Someone related to came up to this you,
0: very late, like, while you were in the studio, yeah, okay. because we were doing it, and then, obviously, you rocked up. Come so I'm I'm told, get told to get you to come get Someone me. Someone yeah.
1: related to where you've been, so, like... Uh, Unlaid West Coast, South Frio. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Just someone who's, who's been involved with me down there. See how
2: good I know my birthdays. All right.
1: all right.
0: So, the first part, birthday, I was born on the 7th of May, 1999.
2: All right. 1999. So, they're what? 21, 22. Uh, 1999. Um, Who would have been dr What's that age? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of West Coast.
0: 22.
2: Uh, who's 22? Um, Oscar Allen. Um, Hamish Brayshaw. <laughs> William Ryan. Nah. No, he's he's older. <laughs> um, Jack Petricelli. Nah. Am I, I'm probably in the completely wrong year here. <laughs> nah, you're going to have to.
0: Right. Next one. <laughs> so this one's for four. I was overlooked in the 2017 AFL draft. Okay. Overlooked.
2: Um, Greg Clark? No, no. Shit. Right. I see, I can see why
0: you've guessed that because it's like right, yeah, right, right. yeah. Twenty
2: seventeen yeah. draft. Um, overlooked. So they got overlooked. So they've been picked up just later on. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're hinting at there? Essentially. <laughs> he, it, could, he, he could be playing at now Ohio. he could be at West Coast he could be at Port well then he would have been overlooked in the 2017, 18, 19, 20 and 21 draft so <laughs> I'm going to go though he's in the AFL um man this is hard uh Connor West yes. uh, he's got it <laughs> so
0: 4 points got up to 14 <sighs> 14 and a half taking the lead oh yes, yeah, what Good a game. guess <laughs> I reckon he probably would have got the next bit the next bit for 3 points was since then I've played my footy at West Perth Yep. The two points was I played in the Waffle State game this year, and the last one was before I got picked up in the mid-season draft. Yeah, so you obviously we go. really got that. Westy,
2: is he only? Was he born in '99? I'm six <laughs> years older than Westy. Damn. <laughs> wow.
1: He's, I, I reckon he's like sort of younger than you think. Like, yeah, I thought he was like dominating in the waffle, age. getting <laughs> absolute heaps of yeah. disposals, and then he's super young. He's pretty. He's not he, like he's not small, I guess. But I'd, although he wouldn't be small at that age, but he's yeah, like, yeah.
2: No, nah, he's I a yeah. He's a king, Westy. He was very, very good value on a footy trip too.
1: Yeah. Oh, how was the footy trip actually? It was, it was good. Yeah, up? it was good. Where'd you head?
2: Went to Kalgoorlie. All yeah, right. Oh, went, for the Kalgoorlie Cup, Kal Cup. Yeah. Obviously, Sheeta's from there. Run the whole thing. Very smooth man, Sheeta. It was uh, off. It didn't go without a hitch. It was really good. Good fun. I think we we're there for three, three nights. Yeah, um. Right and yeah it was, it was really good good send off didn't get the AFL game sent off but I got the footy trip and it was good <laughs> yeah, fun it's so. more important yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. there you go
1: that's, that's all that matters but uh, that's just about all we've got for you you lead the quiz which is yeah. great news I guess you could say Biggest, prize
2: is there a prize for the end of it like, potentially the end and the, uh, we've yeah. got yeah. a couple more Expect episodes to call. go yeah, so we
1: will. Yeah, we, you could get a phone call in the final episode to give you virtual con- uh, congratulations yeah so don't worry about that but uh, appreciate your time Brendan. Uh best of luck uh, with the toe injury you've got at the moment and uh, 2022 at the Bulldogs. At the Kennel.
2: Yeah, thanks very much, guys. It was good fun. Cheers.
1: Ethan, we'll be back next week, no doubt. A couple more episodes potentially to come throughout the year uh, Well, the next couple of weeks. But until then, it's goodbye.